Welcome to Let's Talk Brock. Okay, well, welcome to this episode of Let's Talk Brock podcast. Today we are joined by Taylor Book, Brock alumni and co-owner of widely popular Beachwood Donuts in downtown St. Catharines. Thank you for joining us, Taylor. Oh, no problem. We are so excited to ask you some questions, so we're going to hop right into it. Uh, to begin, what made you choose Brock, and how did you decide on the political science co-op program? Okay, so this was back in 2009. Um, I'm actually from St. Catharines, so I had no intention of going anywhere um, beyond St. Catharines. I wanted to stay, so I'm pretty certain all three of my picks for university were at Brock University. Um, you just had to pick three, so I, I, I chose three all at the same place. And um, I originally took political science because I wanted to become a lawyer, actually. So <laughs> at the time, I was like, I really wanted to get into um, some kind of legal field. I want to help people. Um, I'm going to do the co-op because, you know, I want to get some experience. And then I think it was two months in, I was like, this is not for me. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't want to be a lawyer anymore um, at this time. I was just like, you know what, political science, it's not my thing. I started looking at, you know, different options. And um, at the time I had sociology as like a context credit, I think. Like first year you had to take a social science. And I think there was just another science credit you had to take first year as well. And I really liked it. And I was like, I really like sociology. I don't know what I would do with it. But at this point, am I going to continue studying something I don't like? just because I think that's what I have to do to get where I want to be, or do I want to study something I actually want to study? Um, so I looked into it. I'm like, if I want to become a lawyer still, I can still, you know, have a sociology degree. So, you know, even though I don't know what I'm going to do with it, at least I'm going to enjoy it. So um, from there, that's when I kind of switched majors. And then from there, I started concentrating in social justice and equity. Um, obviously didn't become a lawyer. <laughs> um, I decided to take a different path, but yeah, that was kind of my my thought process going through it. Yeah, that's great because I know a lot of our students aren't necessarily sure what they want to study if they're going into, you know, the right program. So do you have any advice of for people who don't know what to study exactly? My my cat is pestering me. <laughs> this doesn't happen on a call before. Um, okay, Melissa, you gotta stop. Um, so sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, do you have any advice to students who are just not sure what to study? Yes. So um, the one thing I didn't realize going into my first year is that the first year is pretty general um, in the sense that, you know, you have your introduction. Because um, I was in political science, the only political science course I think I took was introduction to poli sci. And then there was like a half credit that I took as an elective. But otherwise, you're taking a science context that's pretty much standard across the board. You're taking a humanities context. You're taking a social sciences context. So even if you decide what you went into isn't necessarily what you want to do, most of your credits are going to apply to your first year regardless. Um, and with that in mind, whatever you go into, maybe you know pick those electives that you think you might be interested in, or you're not. You're kind of like sitting between two or three majors. Incorporate that into your electives because the chances are all those courses that you took first year are going to apply to both programs. So for me, I switched halfway through first year. Um, I, I don't know if that switch like came into effect in January or at the end of first year, but either way, all the credits I took in first year for poli sci 
were good for my first year of sociology. So it didn't put me behind by any means. I was still able to go into second year, just a completely different program. So I think going into it, I didn't realize it was going to be so general per se, because you're really just getting a full scope of what the entire program's about. So when you go into intro to poli sci, you're kind of touching upon a lot of issues just a little bit. You're not really getting into detail. You get more into detail as you go along. So it's a good way of like getting an idea of what the next three years are going to look like. Yeah, that's super cool and just very encouraging for those of us who aren't exactly sure what we want to do. Um, so that's super cool. Were you involved in any clubs or extracurriculars while studying at Brock? I was. So I'm, I'm pretty sure at all four years I was in Brock Dance, um, which I believe is now two separate clubs. But at the time it was one club. Um, I started as a member and then in my second year and beyond, I became a teacher as well. Um, I, I love the club. It was one of the highlights of my university experience for sure. Oh, that's super cool. I'm a cheer girl myself, so definitely love the dance. That's awesome. Um, so what do you wish someone had told you in high school to prepare for post-secondary? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it depends on where you come from, but for me, my high school, I feel like, you know, it was super common to, you know, have like high 90s, like it's very, not easy, but it's like within reach to get perfect on, you know, I, I had like 98s in like math, you know, and then you go into university and there's way less assignments in your first year. They're all weighted a lot more. And um, a lot of people I went to school with that were used to getting those high 80s, 90s were now getting like 60s, 70s, super down on themselves. And it wasn't necessarily a reflection of, you know, how well they were doing or how smart you are. It's just, you know, it's a completely different um, arena per se. You're not sitting in a class with like 25 other kids, you know, interacting with your teacher every day. First year you're in a lecture hall of, I think my first class had like 400, 500 people. It was like overflowed and dehoused, like people sitting on the steps because they knew people were going to like drop out next week. And it's just a completely different environment you're kind of you know you're thrown into this different style of lecturing um and then you also have this um other component which is either a tutorial or a seminar which is a little more interactive um but definitely you know don't don't be down on yourself if your if your marks aren't comparable to what they were um, in high school. Like I said, it, it depends on what high school you went to. I think my high school kind of like feared on the higher end um, when it came to marking, which is almost worse for students going to university because they have such high expectations, right? And they feel so terrible. Um, and it's also going to vary across professors as well, right? So it, it all depends, but just, you know, be prepared for it to be a completely different experience and just reach out to any of the resources that you need to, to make sure you're getting to where you need to be. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, but now we're gonna hop into a little bit about your career. Um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about everyone's favorite donut shop. Um, we wanna hear about when did you open Beachwood Donuts and can you tell us a little bit about the story about how Beachwood became so popular so fast? Cause I heard Justin Trudeau and all these really cool people all love Beachwood, Beachwood as well. So can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. So we opened our doors in January 2015. Um, I had graduated in June of 
2014. So this was less than a year before, or a year after I graduated. Um, so I was kind of working on it the last year and a half university experience. Uh, behind the scenes, I was working on planning and figuring out how we were going to fund a business, you know, as a, as a student and as somebody, who, you know, is nine, not 19. I was 20, 21, 22 at the time, you know, still lived with my parents, you know, had, had no assets, like completely naive, but like trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to do this because I'm an Aries and I'm like, I'm, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, just spend literally every waking moment after graduating, trying to do everything ourselves. Opened up in January. We didn't really have that high of expectations. I was expecting to, you know, eat Mr. Noodle for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like the foreseeable future, um, not move out for a while. <laughs> like maybe sell like, you know, 200 donuts tops. Like that was the size of our display. Um, if you remember like the long one we had at the old store, that's all it fit, 200, that's what we were gonna sell for the day. And I remember thinking like, we're gonna sell like the same as like a franchise one day. And I was like, no, 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 like that's never gonna happen. Like they, they sell so many. And uh, we opened on the first day and within an hour, 200 were gone. And we're like, it's 12 o'clock. We're supposed to be open till seven. Like, what are we gonna do? And I was like, well, I guess we're gonna close and make more. So we just made more, opened up at five, same thing happened. We sold 400 donuts that day. And we didn't really, like, that's what I said we would sell one day, like 450. And that happened the first day. And we just, it, from there, it was just nonstop. And the funny thing is, us selling out and having to get people to look online to see when we were open was the thing that drove even more people to the store. So we couldn't even handle what was happening to us. And then on top of it, it's like, well, they're not going to know when we're open because we're open for like an hour. And when we sell out, we just reopen again when the donuts are made again. So it's just me going online, you know, it's 430. We'll, we'll be ready in like an hour. Okay. <laughs> we'll be ready in an hour. Then once it's gone, it's gone. And it was just kind of nonstop from there, just kind of trying to figure out what we've created and how we were going to manage it. So it was just the three of us. And um, yeah, it was, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what we did in the early years anymore. It just kind of like was a blur. And then all of a sudden we had a storefront, like those three times the size with way more people in it and still a lineup and to this day, I still, I still really don't know what's happened. <laughs> um, we just, I guess, hit, hit a nerve somewhere. People were looking for something fresh and new, and that's what we were at the time. And it was probably a mixture of, you know, a lot of hard work, but also just really good timing. No, that's great. I know even now when I try to come get a donut, sometimes you guys sell out so quickly, like you're just open for the mornings because everyone is obsessed with your donut. So it's definitely the hot spot in St. Catharines. It's the place to be. Um, so with that being said, what kind of impact did Brock leave on you personally and professionally? Um, and did Brock have any connections to help grow your business? Um, it did. So like I said, when I was working on the business, I was still at Brock. So in my final year, I actually took an accounting course um, through the business department just to like brush up on my accounting a little bit. And I just remember being in that class like 8 a.m. on Monday, like the worst, the worst time ever. Because like in the back of my notebook, I had like air an area where I would write notes for like business advice. Because my accounting teacher was always, you know, dishing out little tidbits here and there. 
And I'll never forget the one day she was like, okay, she pointed at somebody random and said, you're going to open um, a baseball card store. How are you going to get the money? And she's like, I don't know. I'm going to go to the bank. And she laughed at them and said, you're not going to get a loan. I just wrote, not going to get a loan. Probably, <laughs> probably tried anyways. And sure enough, it was like, I asked for like a $10,000 credit card and they called me back and said, you can give us a $10,000 as collateral. Then we'll give you a credit card. And I was like, okay, I'll call you back. And I never did. So I was like, I don't have $10,000. That's why I need a credit card. <laughs> so it's just like those little, little pieces of information that you catch from these really knowledgeable people. Um, if you, if you're paying attention, you're catching on to it. And um, obviously with my dance class, I, I definitely brought in donuts. <laughs> I use them as, you know, little testers, you know, so they can try them out and, you know, having, having connections within one of the biggest uh, clubs at Brock obviously expanded my network uh, quite a bit. So I did have a lot of acquaintances that knew of what I was doing and um, that, that probably helped to generate a little bit more interest as well. Yeah, that's super cool. I wish I was at dance at that time or at Brock. I could have been <laughs> testing out your donuts. <laughs> um, but for our final question for today, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who aspires to open their own business? That's a good question. Um, don't get discouraged. Start small. Um, like for, for scale, the tile in our new store was the entire budget for like everything maybe excluding the equipment at our old store. Like we did, we did as much as we could by ourselves. You know, I was working two jobs, you know, just borrowing money wherever I could. Um, but you don't necessarily have to start with a storefront. You can start from your home. You can start something online at a pop-up when it's safe to do so. Just start small, generate that interest and obviously focus on something that fits a, a void or a need. Um, and go from there and see how it goes. But don't don't give up if people tell you it's a bad idea because many people told me that our store was a bad idea and I just ignored them. <laughs> no, that's great advice. And yeah, I'm just excited for all the students that get to hear this and get to be encouraged by everything you had to say because I know I am. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your Brock experience with us. That was great. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Bye, Kaylee. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, you can contact us by email at futurestudent at brocku.ca.